Welcome to the Stop Coding Automation Podcast, where we all get together to learn more about automation and software testing with your host, Ajamo Adams. Hey, it's Ajamo, and welcome to another episode of the Stop Coding Automation Podcast. Today, we'll be speaking with Christoph Berner, the CEO of Botium, a no-code test automation tool for chatbots. Christoph is an entrepreneur, developer, tester, and keynote speaker who is also an active member and organizer in the testing community. With a deep interest in artificial intelligence, machine learning, and chatbots from day one, Christoph started developing the open source Botium Core in 2018 to reinvent automated testing for chatbots. Today, Botium can be considered as one of the first choices for testing and training conversational AIs. I've been really looking forward to this one, guys. Hey, Christoph, welcome to Subcoding. Hi, Achamo, and hi to everyone out there. It's such a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. That's no problem at all. The pleasure is all ours. As I said earlier, I've been really excited to talk about this one because it's something that you really don't hear a lot about within the software testing arena, AI chatbots. But before I go any further, is there anything in the intro that I forgot that you'd like to share with the show? It was perfect. And I would immediately hire you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's all it's good to know. <laughs> okay, then. I think to maybe kick things off, uh, what attracted you to chatbots? Well, I would say everything started in my childhood. You you have to know I was born in 1984, so I'm getting pretty old in the meanwhile. And in those days when we were kids, we were watching a TV series called Knight Rider. And, and in this TV series, the main character called Michael Knight had a best buddy called Kit. And actually, Kit was a car. And this car had a conversational interface that was based on AI. And yeah, and in the 80s, this was super cool. And nowadays, this kind of science fiction actually has become true. And yeah, later then at, at university, when I was a student, I was, of course, very interested in all these machine learning topics and algorithms in, in artificial intelligence in general, of course, in natural language processing. And I was interested in all this stuff long before it, it became so trendy in information technology. And yeah, then I would say the final step more or less was <clears throat> really when yeah, four or five years. So one year before we started with Botium, a company asked us um, to deliver or to build a customer support chatbot for them. And they were really asking for the whole package, meaning design, development, training, testing, and the deployment of the bot. And, and yeah, this, this really brought me deep into this topic. Okay, so you did also develop bots before Botium. Yes, that's true. That's true. Everything started um, with this first uh, customer. In those days, I was running a typical IT consulting company um, together with my co-founder of Botium today. And we were doing traditional software development, you, you can call it, yeah, developing mobile apps, developing web applications and so on. And then suddenly there was this opportunity to build a chatbot. And, and uh, this is how we got into contact with the whole topic. Where did the idea come from to, for Botium? Um, well, in, in this first project we did there, we quickly found a lot of tools for every stage in, in what we call nowadays the bot development lifecycle, except for one stage. And this was the testing stage. 
You might know that all big players out there talking about Microsoft, IBM, Google, all, all these players are offering some kind of bot building platform or an NLP engine or some conversation design tools. But no one has anything for testing. And, and in this project for this customer, we quickly had something like 10,000 conversations to test in our regression test set. And then sometime later, we had even 100,000 conversations there and they had to be tested continuously in every sprint multiple times. So it was, it was, uh, it was very soon clear that we can only achieve this kind of quality gates that we were aiming for by automation. And yeah, then we started to look out there. Of course, we tried with, with the tools, you know, for, for testing APIs or with some Selenium to test a bot end-to-end on a website and so on. But it, it was immediately clear that these big amounts of tests and so on, you couldn't do with those tools. They were not built for this. And uh, yeah, this was more or less the, the starting point of Botium. And, and the rest is when I'm talking a bit, it feels already a bit like history, although it's it's just a few years ago. Yeah, we... We, we have launched, as you mentioned in your introduction, first of all, an open source version called Botium Core, um, really to, to find out, you know, as a startup, you want to get a feeling, is there a market? Uh, are other people also having this problem? And yeah, a few months later, we had 100,000 users of this thing. And so it was clear for us, okay, there's, there's definitely need. We saw a business model behind and therefore we started to build our, our main product today, which is called Botium Box. That's fantastic because uh, Botium is, you know, I had a look at it and it just, it does so much. And within software and automation, I know usually we will focus on maybe the website of things, you know, whether it be Selenium or, you know, Cypress or, or UiPath or whatever tool we decide to use. But it's very much a coded option. You code your tests and you, you execute them. But when you start to look at things like AI and machine learning, as a tester, everything just seems so different because you know, you're know you testing totally different aspects of an application. It's AI, so it's learning. So you got to keep up with that. So something like Botium is, is so unique. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, with a lot of companies looking at these type of uh, tools, moving forward, especially with so many companies going online now, especially in the in the climate we live in now with uh, COVID and whatnot, so many businesses are deciding to go to do more business online. I believe tools like Botium will really start to take the world by storm, really. Yeah, so uh, uh, <laughs> I hope so, of course, uh, as founder. I mean, what, what we see is you have to know maybe uh, to, to explain this a bit what we have. Everything started with an open source product. Then we, we added this, this super easy to use Botium box on top of this open source product. And we have built a freemium model out of it. And, and of course, there are also paid plans um, for our big enterprise customers. But taking this whole community together, yeah, and, and for me, a community user who is using open so our open source version or someone who is using our freemium model is worth as much as a paying customer is, yeah, because from, from the open source users, we get really great tech feedback. This tech feedback we include in our paid plans and, and develop it forward and so on. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate um, all users we have. And, and um, yeah, the point I want to make, we, we are running Botium now since 2018. And with with the main product, we are in business since 2019. So more or less 
It's our second business year, and we see in the meanwhile it's close to one thousand five hundred companies out there um, using it. So it's it's the attention we have is enormous. You have to keep in mind it's a pure B two B product. It's something very technical. It's nothing that I don't know my grandma would download just to try it out. Yeah, it, it's not a cat video or something. So it's something very specific, very special. And therefore, these these user numbers and and um, also having a look in, into who are these companies who are using it uh, makes us proud every day. Uh, so of of course, I can't name now clients or something, but I see in our user base the biggest companies of the world, and and this gives us the feeling that that we are doing something right, considering that we are still a small startup coming from the middle of Europe in Vienna here. Yeah? What is the biggest mindset challenge when you start to test conversational AI? Um, well, there are a lot, to be honest. So we see, um, especially in big companies that have their own test departments with, with a lot of testers, test managers, automation engineers, and so on. Inside, a lot of them are struggling when, when they suddenly have to move from testing websites, testing mobile apps, and so on, testing standalone applications to, to this topic of, of chatbots and virtual assistants. Yeah, so what we see is that we have to push them a bit to break out of their own barriers, more or less, because they learned for many years now that the most important KPIs to report to their management are numbers of figures like a test coverage or a code coverage, requirement coverages, and so on. But when it comes to conversational AI, things are different because chatbots usually have no or only very low boundaries. You know, imagine a chatbot with a voice interface where you can talk to well, there's no limitation. You can ask this bot everything and, and tell it everything. Yeah. So, and, and the same is, is valid for text-based chatbots where you send text messages. Yeah? If there's an input field, you can input everything. And um, looking at the data of our users out there, we see that people are doing this. So you have, you have banking chatbots that are being asked stuff like, well, what's the weather in London today? Yeah. And, and of course, a, a banking chatbot um, doesn't have to be able to answer this question necessarily, um, but he should not come up with, uh, with something like, sorry, I don't understand. This, this is stuff no one wants to hear. And yeah, the, the, the point that I want to make at the end is that test sets or the number of test cases when it comes to conversational AI are infinitely large because you can ask bots everything. And therefore, um, KPIs like a test coverage are, I don't want to say useless. Yeah, we, we are used to them uh, or we got used to them in the last 20 years, but they do not make so much sense. I, I can give you an example. Maybe the last customer we had, the internal test department there was testing in the last two or three years their mobile app. And their mobile app had, I don't know, 15 functionalities. So they could do easily with it, with this test team, a regression test in one day. And they, they did it across mobile devices with a device, a cloud they were running and so on. So this was all doable yeah, uh, manually, but uh, running for exactly the same company who has now um, a chatbot and, and can answer every single question that could come up. Um, from a potential client, it's impossible to to do this manually. I believe it's it's like a, a mindset change, I guess, when it comes to testers, because for such a long time, as as you said, we have always dealt with code coverage or test cases numbers or something of that nature, and now we're moving into a world where, as you said, it could be you know indefinite. 
the amount of test cases you'll need, you know, to test these type of chatbots. So it, it just goes to show the scale and the direction as well of where software testing is going uh, in the future. I know for, for now, a lot of companies probably will keep to, to what they have now, but slowly these changes will have to be implemented in planning phases uh, within businesses. And once I believe they start to look at stuff like uh, chatbots and what value they can pr- produce for the company, it's going to be really interesting to see how testing teams adapt to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and sorry for interrupting, just to add here, to make it completely clear, also we had to adapt to this. Yeah? So 10 or 15 years ago, I was telling uh, my IT consultants, where uh, my clients where we're doing consulting, also stuff like your test coverage is important. Yeah, And I was telling them it's uh, more important to do the right tests and not enormous amounts of tests. Yeah, With conversational AI, that's different. For example, the quantity of tests you do makes a difference in the quality. Yeah? The, the more possible user behaviors you test, the better the quality will be. And, and yeah, this, this is, uh, as, as we agreed on, it's, it's a change in the mindset of people. Which skills do testers need when it comes to QA for bots? Yeah, this this can be a bit scary to be honest. At least when when I think of some workshops we did here with with internal test departments of companies. But at the end, this is not. Uh, but everything st- first of all starts with a new vocabulary. Yeah? So when it comes to to testing of bots and virtual assistants, we are talking about stuff like intents. That's the intention the user has at the end. We are talking about entities. Those are the, de- the details in these intents. We, we are talking about utterance lists, user examples. So the, these are these various ways of, of how a user could express what, what he's looking for and so on. Yeah, so this, this is, first of all, a new vocabulary. And then beside that, testers need to have a basic understanding of stuff like machine learning, how it works. They have to have a basic understanding of some data science, analytics, maths, of course. This this is this, the principle for all these technologies. And what's also very, yeah, very important is that testers need to understand how language and how this linguistics works, at least the basic concepts they need to understand. And, and um, this gets clear when, when you think about an example like, imagine you are talking voice-based to someone versus you're trying to say the same thing and texting it. Yeah, You will see it's, it's a completely different conversation when once you talk and once you text, yeah? the, the content is different. And yeah, this is you have to have an understanding how language works at the end of the day to be able to test this. Yeah, that's a very good point, you know, and it's something that I, I didn't thought of at first. Just converting text to to voice or the other way around, we do that in different ways, as you said, and you know, even little things like that will have to be taken into consideration, I guess, as we move forward. And testers do interact with stuff like uh, chatbots. Yes, yes, definitely. So usually we have a text-based regression tested, for example, and the voice-based one, yeah? and, and it's not the same. So it's close to everyone is building when, when he or she is speaking a conversation different versus when, when it's texting. And, and this is just the beginning. This, this is a very easy example. Yeah? We, we can drive this forward to points where we are 
testing stuff like how is the mood in a conversation. Yeah. So imagine you have a customer support bot of, I don't know, a telecom provider um, and you as a client cannot access the internet because the connection is not working. When you call the support, you are pissed usually, if, if, if I may uh, say this word. Yeah? And in best case, a chatbot is able to filter this context out, this mood. Yeah? He realizes, okay, the user is already in a bad mood and can immediately de-escalate. And a chatbot who is trying to de-escalate has to build the conversation differently than one who is just, uh, let's say, neutral. Yeah? So this, uh, yeah, this, these are things that that are coming. Things we're working on, and you see, it's we we are leaving this basic concept of testing, where you say we have an expected result and an actual result. Now this this is what I would say is the basic concept of software testing. We compare those two results in testing conversational AI. We went three steps further already. What do you automate? You know, what is your secret weapon? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, let me quote Gartner. Gartner wrote uh, or just uh, announced this as a cool vendor in this year, and they wrote Botium is a comprehensive test automation suite for conversational AI. Um, and I think this this really brings it to the point. Um, what we do is we can automate chatbots based on every common bot building technology out there that's important and based on every NLP engine that exists. And in addition, we are automating all different types of testing. And yeah, therefore, maybe I have to explain a bit what an end user usually expects from a chatbot. First of all, these are, of course, accurate answers. So users expect accurate answers being delivered quickly. Number two is then to have a great user experience throughout all my preferred channels. So no matter if, if I'm talking now to a company's bot on a social messenger, I don't know, on WhatsApp, for example, or if I'm on the website of the same company or in their mobile app, I want to have every very great user experience. Number three is performance. So no user out there cares if you have a heavy load or not. They want to have answers quickly. And number four um, is highest security. So these four points are the expectations that users have from chatbots and therefore the requirements for testing. And this is the reason why we have built test types and test automation solutions exactly for those test types. Yeah? So with, with our Botium box, you get converse- continuous conversation and uh, regression testing, you get automated NLU and NLP score testing, you get full end-to-end testing, you get performance, stress, load testing, security testing, monitoring, and this list would go on way much longer. And yeah, this this is what we did. We packed everything together in one test automation suite. So you just need one tool. And maybe now I come to your second question, What what is kind of our secret weapon? Well, this is, I would say, that we are keeping all the complexity under the hood. Meaning that if I take an example, like running a performance test against your chatbot that has been, I don't know, developed uh, based on IBM Watson Assistant, and you have something like a business requirement saying we need to test with 50,000 users in parallel there, then it is in Botium just a matter of putting a slider for the number of users to the value of 50,000 and click on the start testing button. And our Botium box does all the magic in the background. Yeah, You don't need to worry about uh, writing a test, about connecting to this IBM Watson Assistant technology, about scripting some performance tests, about generating load. 
all that all these things ha are happening in the background or under the hood and what you get is just the result meaning what you are mainly looking for uh, that's the cool thing this this is why uh why i think we fit also into your podcast because you don't need to code anything there that is exactly what i was thinking of for the next question how is it possible without coding and scripting maybe i give you another example of that is more or easier to understand like like the performance testing as as you mentioned before um selenium and cypress and so on now let's let's say you want to automate an end to end test for a browser based chatbot using botium then you simply connect into in our botium books ui to your bot you could record a live conversation with it and then at the end you say i want to save now this conversation as a new test case And finally, you tell Botium Box where to run the tests end-to-end. -end, huh? So once again, just connecting, then recording a live chat. And this means you are talking to your bot like a client would do it. Yeah? You say, hi, I'm AJ. The bot says, hi, AJ. How can I help you? You say, what's my account balance? The bot asks for, I don't know, your ID and so on. Um, so you more or less have their live conversation and save it at the end as a test case. And then as we want to test end-to-end -end in a browser, you can add in, in Botium Box a few tags for the test execution saying like, let's run the test on the latest, I don't know, 10 Chrome browsers, 10 Firefox, 10 Safari, 10 Edge, 10 Opera, and run them in parallel against the browser farm. And this is just a matter of one click. And then you say, start testing. So this whole thing takes just five minutes. And um, what the test automation engineers would expect that you have to, I don't know, in case you use Selenium, if we take this example, to set up a web driver and capabilities and find element selectors and script, um, everything, all this stuff is happening in the background under the hood. You will never see this when you use Bob Box. And so our users can really concentrate on the test itself And therefore, we have managed to enable also everyone in, in the team to automate tests. And so we see the business people, business analysts, we see student assistants, we see the developers, we see the test automation guys writing tests. As it is so easy, everyone can do it. And, yeah, and, this, and this is the basic principle. And, and we are using this for all these test types we have. You know, no matter if you want to test now performance or If you really want to test the chatbot understanding, meaning the analytics behind your training data, how clean is it, and so on, all the stuff that can be done automatically and somewhere under the hood, we are doing, and, and therefore you never need to script anything. What should a business look for when trying to find the best chatbot, in your opinion? Yeah, in my opinion, I would say find a provider that invests in testing also. So... Chatbots that are failing quickly end up with shitstorms that will stay out there forever on the internet. I could give you now a lot of examples, but I don't want to blame anyone here. So in case you, you are looking for a vendor that builds a chatbot for you, ask him, how do you test? How do you automate? Which quality gates do you have in place? Do you test end-to-end? -end? Do you test the performance? What if thousands of users are there in parallel and talking to our bot? Do you test for security? And uh, if you are in Europe, ask for GDPR and so on. And when the, weather's, uh, when the vendor starts uh, to sweat, when you're asking the questions, then it's the wrong one. Then it's definitely a vendor who just things inside his box and just things about the development itself 
And there we all, so all listeners know it, you know it, AJ, um, testing is so important. And I mean, please don't call me Captain Obvious, but at the end of the day, chatbots and virtual assistants are software and software needs to be tested. Totally agree. <laughs> uh, you know, as you would think, you know, testing should always be the cornerstone. And as I always say, when it comes to us as testers, we are the gatekeepers. We need to make sure that whatever application we're letting out the door is at a certain standard. And I can see where you're coming from when you say businesses need to ask these difficult questions, because these are questions that sometimes might be overlooked, but it's so important, especially when making big decisions. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. These are the questions you you have to ask. And and I mean, we all it, it should be a common understanding that when when you start building a chatbot, you start testing it. Yeah, it's 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 the same as as with traditional software we were testing in in the last centuries. Um, you don't build something and at the end start testing. Yeah, you you start on the first day in the bot development uh, lifecycle, also with testing. And and I mean, why there is no way around uh, automation is 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 also clear. Uh, but for maybe for those people who are completely new on your channel uh, to chatbots. Just imagine your bot knows something like 100 topics, which is not a lot. Yeah, that's a pretty low number considering our customers. And let's say for each of these 100 topics, you can express in 50 or 100 different ways, which is also not a lot. Yeah? And, and coming back to the new vocabulary, um, the terms would be now the bot knows 100 intents. And for every intent, we have 50, 200 user examples or utterances. If you multiply these two numbers now with each other, yeah, 100 multiplied with 100, we end up in 10,000 possible conversations. And as being said, this is a pretty small bot, first of all. And second, this would be just a regression test set purely based on the training data, meaning based on conversations that we are expecting. But as, as I tried to uh, explain before, you also have to think about all this stuff that you are not expecting. Yeah? So the point I want to make is um, test sets here are pretty big. Usually we see at our clients, they are doing hundreds of builds in a sprint. So imagine you have to execute 10,000 test cases a few hundred times in a the week. There it, it's immediately clear that this can be only done with automation and and yeah I, I guess this is also the reason why we have this 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 exponentially growing user base here at Botium. what's next to come in the future of chatbots well uh first of all they will take more and more part in our daily lives and and therefore we have to make sure that these bots are really working because otherwise they will be so annoying. Yeah? And as, as I've mentioned before, for me, nothing is more annoying that, than the chatbot saying things like, I'm sorry, I don't understand, which, which is a very typical fallback intent, by the way. Seeing it from a more technical perspective, I think that in future we will have pre-trained AI models for different domains, for, for some, for, for, I don't know, for big domains like banking, insurance, customer support, health, and so on. And companies will use these pre-trained AI models 
instead of building really every chatbot completely from scratch. So I think this is what's coming um, technically. And, and regarding chatbots itself, they will become more and more human. This, this is a trend that we are seeing at our customers already. They are investing really a lot in this area. For example, they, we see stuff like, you know that if a chatbot can answer a question, it can answer it in one millisecond. Yeah, But if you are talking to a chatbot, you often might see something like, well, the bot is thinking or the bot is typing. Yeah, so the 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 uh, the companies building the bots are really trying to to make the bot feel like a real human because a real human sitting on the other side also needs some time to type the answer or to think about it and so on. And and the same uh, is happening in the chatbot UIs itself. And I have seen in the meanwhile virtual assistants out there that are really hard to distinguish from humans. Yeah? So you're talking to this bot, to this virtual assistant, and it looks like you're talking to someone who is sitting on the other side in front of a video camera. And yeah, this also opens another new challenges for us in testing. In future, for example, we might be testing something like the expression on the face of a virtual assistant yeah? to, to find out is the bot acting friendly? Is it professional? Stuff like that. And so I'm expecting here really cool stuff for us to come, to be honest. Before we go, is there any actionable advice you can give someone about getting into the software testing low-code industry? And what's the best way to find you, contact you, or learn more about your work? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the quickest option is to go to Botium AI. On our website, you find all the contact data. If, if you are interested in talking to me, there is a book a demo feature. You could book a slot in my calendar. I'm happy to talk to everyone out there and share my thoughts. And what you can also do on our website, you can register for our freemium model that I mentioned before. And, and this is pretty cool because you just register and a few minutes later, you get your own free Botium box and you can immediately start to play around and to automate chatbots. Yeah? So in, in this free version you get, we have some sample bots included. So even when you're not working in this area yet, yeah, you can just register one and try it out and, and get an impression. So uh, this, these are the easiest ways to get in contact with me. Apart from that, if, if you Google for chatbot testing and so on, you cannot miss us. So um, should be easy to get in contact. Thank you, Christoph, for your thoughts and brilliance. For more information about this episode, head on over to stopcoding.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thank you so much also for this incredible opportunity. It was a pleasure to be here. So that's it for another episode of the Stop Coding Automation Podcast. I'm Ajamo, and my mission is to help you succeed in software testing and automation and help you get that automation testing job. As always, keep winning, keep testing. Laters. Thanks for listening to the Stop Coding Automation Podcast. Head on over to stopcoding.co.uk for show notes, amazing blog articles, and all you need to get that automation testing job. Don't forget to subscribe to Stop Coding to continue your testing journey. 